And welcome to another edition of Sanctified Reason. Sanctified Reason is a podcast that sits at the crossroads of faith and pop culture, where Dan Dozella and myself, Son Edom, talk about the traditions and norms that modern society has dictated to them from influences such as celebrities, music, movies, and especially social media. And Dan, one of the things I thought we could talk about today, at least get started with the conversation, is something that uh, came up with our good buddy, John MacArthur. For those that might not know, John MacArthur is a pastor at a church in uh, Los Angeles, California, Grace Community Church. And He really hit the headlines during the pandemic when he kept his church open and he fought against church closings. And eventually, after a couple-year battle where the city tried to take property away from him that he was using for parking that they had a lifetime lease with or something like that, you know, long lease. Um, Anyways, he pushed back against that and eventually won, and the city or the state, you know, whomever the parties were that were involved in the lawsuit had to end up paying the church some money. So from there, uh, we go to now this next thing that he is pushing back on, and that is uh, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, put up some billboards. So Roe v. Way was overturned, apparently. I guess you can call it overturned. I mean, basically sent it back to the states and said that you know Roe v. Way is invalid and that there will be no federal uh, ruling on whether or not abortion is legal or not, and it should go back to the states. And so that sent everybody into a panic became a state's rights issue. And so a lot of states started to try to enact these abortion bans where uh, other states are like going to be safe havens and have abortion tourism and all this other stuff. So that's the debate back and forth. So Gavin Newsom in California wants to be a, an abortion tourism destination location. And so he put up billboards across the country that said, uh, need an abortion. California's ready to help. Learn more at this website, which we'll leave out. Um, Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater commandment than these, quoting Mark 12, 31. That says paid for by Newsom for California governor 2022. And so then John MacArthur calls him out on that, basically saying it's irreprehensible and it's disgusting and diabolical that he would use scripture, basically the words of Jesus, to try to promote something like abortion. And so I thought maybe we could start on that and then take the conversation from there as we get the show going. Yeah, it's really hard to fathom, isn't it, Son, that anyone would attempt to use the Bible to defend abortion, to talk about loving one another. You know, it just really is so hard to understand how people who have this idea that, you know, women's choice, woman's choice, woman's choice, um, you know, um, as Christians, we are all for choice and free will because God gave us free will. But what we're obviously not for is the legalization of killing anyone, um, you know, with a, with an illegal, you know, taking of life, let alone the most vulnerable among us, uh, you know, a, uh, an unborn child. So the fact that, that he would attempt to defend it with scripture, uh, just really, you know, blows your mind. 
And, you know, how, how is that loving toward that unborn child? Uh, so, yeah, I, I can't even be, hardly wrap my mind, Son, around um, what he's attempting to do there. I mean, what, what do you think is behind that? Is it, is he, I, I, I can't even, I can't even wrap my mind around it. Now, now, Son, you, you know a little bit, of, of course, about him and, and, and California, of course. I mean, having, you know, um, you know, lived in California and, and, and worked with KKLA and other, other, uh, other groups. Um, but have you ever found him, uh, to be someone that quotes scripture for anything else? Uh, because it just seems really uh, ironic that he would try to pull out the Bible now. And, and, and of all, you know, for all the things that you might point to, he's going to use it for abortion. I mean, come on, you know, I guess we could pull a Joe Biden here. Come on, man. You know, what are you, what are you doing? Well, I think there's two things involved. One, I think he's uh, making a mockery of religion and Christianity, specifically with the Bible. And two, he's using in context of love your neighbor as California is the neighbor state. And so we're going to treat you as if you're our neighbor because that's what we're commanded to do. But ultimately, he's making a mockery of uh, Christianity and the Bible. And I think that's evident Mm -hmm. to how John MacArthur starts out his letter. I just want to read a little bit. So he starts out, you know, addressing Newsom in his open letter uh, refers to him as sir. Almighty God says in his word, righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a disgrace to any people. Proverbs 14.34. Scripture also teaches that it is the chief duty of any civic leader to reward those who do well and punish evildoers. Romans 13. You have not only failed in that responsibility, you routinely turn it on its head, rewarding evildoers and punishing the righteous. The word of God pronounces judgment on those who call evil good and good evil, Isaiah 5.20. And yet many of your policies reflect this unholy, upside-down view of honor and morality. The diabolical effects of your worldview are evident in the statistics of California's epidemic of crime, homelessness, sexual perversion like homosexuality and transgenderism, and other malignant expressions of human misery that stem directly from corrupt public policy. I do not need to itemize or elaborate on Many immoral decisions you have perpetrated against God and the people of our state, which have only exasperated these problems. Nevertheless, my goal in writing is not to contend with your politics, but to rather plead with you to hear and heed what the word of God says to men in your position. And then it goes on from there. And so I think that's, you know, pretty much, well, MacArthur is trying to approach him from probably a witness perspective and be like, hey, you need to listen to what God has to say. But ultimately, you know, he's making a mockery of this because that's just what he does. I mean, I think about all the decisions that he's made, and everything has been evil. I mean, just straight up, let's just call it evil. So, for example, they are pro-abortion, and pretty much if you if they had their way, be pro-abortion up until birth. They have um, taken away laws such as uh, child pedophilia where you no longer have to – it's no longer like a sex crime um, – and you don't have to be registered with the state for a um, you know sexual predator. Uh, they've also kind of reduced crimes from felonies to misdemeanors for like if you give knowingly give somebody HIV. Um, and so they basically made it a safe haven not only for abortion but for transgenderism. And they've created laws surrounding these things to protect these individuals because, after all, it's a predatory lifestyle whether you're killing an unborn baby or whether you're trying to prey on young boys or young children or whether you're in a homosexual or LGBT high-risk relationship where disease can be spread and it's a killer, 
I mean, I don't care what people say. They sit there and they talk about these drugs for HIV and how you can have a healthy life and live a normal. No. Have you ever tried or talked to somebody that has to live a lifetime with taking HIV medicine and these cocktails that they put together? It's not a pleasant lifestyle. It's not a normal lifestyle. So all these people going into these relationships with, you know, a homosexual relationship and they're HIV free, they're healthy, and then they engage in this activity and then somebody gives you basically a death sentence. It's like, and they get off scot-free, just a little slap on the wrist. And we all know in California, they're not even enforcing misdemeanors anymore. So there's people that are just rampantly spreading, you know, disease. And don't forget about monkeypox and all this other stuff. But anyways, it's, it's, you look at it and from the time being there, all you see is evil coming out, not only with uh, Gavin Newsom, but with Scott Weiner. He's a, a guy from San Francisco, a politician, a state politician. And the policies are just pushing anti-Bible, anti-God, anti-Christian. They're promoting evil uh, propaganda and evil policies pushed on the state and pushed on the people of California. You know, I think that is very well said, Son. Um, I mean, everything you said there is just right on target and you know good for john MacArthur for um for him you know calling it out uh, and and calling it what it is you know i'm reminded son of second timothy chapter three uh, beginning in verse one it says but mark this there will be terrible times in the last days people will be lovers of themselves lovers of money boastful proud abusive disobedient to their parents ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, i.e. a billboard that, you know, uh, you know, quotes a Bible verse, having a form of godliness, but denying its power, have nothing to do with them. I mean, you know, if we're not living in the last days, then what is this? I mean, um, we're we're seeing things, Son, that um, line up very much with Scripture. Um, You know, we even even hear uh, the term, you know, our own president, you know, uh, throwing around the term Armageddon. I mean, some people have been very critical of him for doing that, and I can understand why they would be. You know, on the other hand, you know, people, you know, aren't quite sure what, you know, Putin is capable of, and we know it's all in God's uh, sovereign control. Ultimately, I mean, the end's not going to come until the Lord allows it to come. But um, we know things are moving to that point. Uh, but but will Putin uh, and potentially potentially you know a nuclear war will that will that break out you know sometime soon? I mean, you know, these are um, you know very ominous uh, signs. And, uh, you know, everybody needs to be ready uh, because um, whether the Lord comes back first or whether the Lord takes one of us who's listening or speaking here today, you know, one of us, you know, from this world before the Lord comes back. I mean, the clock is ticking and uh, time is running out and there's still time for um for people to turn to the Lord. It was an interesting song last night. Uh, someone sent me a text and they said, um, uh, Richard Gere, you know, passed away and, and is kind of sad because, you know, he was a practicing Buddhist, I guess. Well, and I, you know, I, I just wrote back. Yeah, that is very sad. Uh, but then a minute later, uh, another text came and said, Oh, I guess that was, you know, uh, fake news or whatever, you know, so it wasn't, it wasn't here. So then I, I wrote back and said, well, Hey, thankfully, 
you know, then Richard Gere still has time to, uh, you know, to meet Jesus. But, but, but Richard Gere's, uh, time is running out as it is for everyone. The clock is ticking. Um, and what Gavin Newsom is doing to me is just one more exclamation mark on, on the fact that, uh, you know, God's not going to put up with this, you know, forever. Um, you know, everybody needs to get right with God. And I tell you, you know, those people, son, who, who, um, perform abortions, those people who promote abortion, those politicians who, who support it and and vote for it um those uh, people like gavin newsom who want to quote scripture to try to support the killing of the unborn um you know i wouldn't want to be in his shoes when he stands before jesus christ on judgment day because the bible warns people uh against doing anything against you know little little ones um, you know, innocent children. Look at how Jesus took little children up in his arms, you know, and cared for them. And uh, who was it? There was some other, you know, I guess, talking head um, here recently who said, well, you know, Jesus never addressed abortion. It's like, well, he addressed murder. You know, he he, he addressed how we're to treat one another. He addressed uh, how we're to care for children. Uh, so it seems like definitely, you know, we seem to be living in the last times, although I have to say, son, that, you know, Christians for 2000 years have, have felt that they're living in the last times. And in a sense they were, and we are because with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. So, um, these are the last times, but how close we don't know, but all of these signs of evil. And I really, I, like I said, I really like the way you explained that here a couple of minutes ago, son, I think you laid it out perfectly, but you use the word evil at least a couple of times and we have to call it what it is. It is evil. You know, it's not neutral. It certainly isn't good. It's evil. And, and yet to, to quote the Bible, to support evil, to support the murder of the unborn, like you said, even abortion up to, up to the moment of birth. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, our oldest daughter is expecting at the end of January, and so Tammy and I, uh, you know, will be grandparents. Uh, we have four children, two sons and two daughters. And, um, you know, she's had, you know, at least a couple ultrasounds. And this is an, an unborn child that God is forming within her. This is an unborn baby. And, and to think, son, that, that, that politicians like Hillary Clinton and others are are supportive of the idea that, hey, you know, um, you're going in tomorrow to have that baby. Oh, you've changed your mind. You want to have an abortion today? Well, you should have that right. Oh, here's a Bible verse. We need to love you enough. You know, we need to love you enough to have that right to have an abortion. So good for John MacArthur calling out um, that 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 politician. I know, you know, there'd be some people, Son, who would, who would say, oh, well, now, you know, Christians aren't supposed to be involved in politics. Um, and where they got that idea, you know, I'm not sure. But, um you know, as Christians, we're to be salt and light. Um, we're to call out sin. We're to stand up for um, the helpless. It's a matter of justice. You know, it's interesting, son, that there are those people who don't believe in Christ who throw around the word justice. Um, or they, they claim to believe in Christ while promoting um, an unholy, uh, you know, sexual agenda. 
that goes against God's word. You know, justice, justice, justice. Well, where is the justice for the unborn? Where is the justice for the most helpless among us? Where is the justice? And and Gavin Newsom, don't don't throw a Bible verse at us and think somehow that's going to justify it. Because when you stand before Jesus Christ on Judgment Day, you will have no excuse. So so we need to pray that He repents, that He repents of His sin. Because I tell you, son, I mean, we need to just remember that. If it wasn't for God's grace in our life, who knows? You or I, any Christian might be out there doing that if it hadn't if, if the Lord hadn't gotten hold of us and converted us. Now we're not saying we're perfect, far from it. But um I don't know one single Christian who promotes abortion. And if somebody does promote abortion, um you know, how 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 can the Lord be living? within anyone who promotes abortion, who pushes for abortion, who who supports abortion. Um, you know, um, I mean, and again, I, I want to be careful, Son, that, um, you know, I, I, I don't, um, you know, that, that I don't uh, assume something that God doesn't want us to assume. But I, I think we are supposed to, um, you know, we are supposed to call a spade a spade. And and I guess, um, I don't know, what, what, what do you think? I mean, it's very hard for me to fathom how the Holy Spirit could be living within anyone who says, oh, yeah, if you want to take the life of that unborn child. And, and, and let's just let's just make it easy. Let's just talk about, say, a late term abortion. OK, Let, let's just talk about that. OK, because um, I, I guess on if if um, if I had to say and, and only the Lord knows, it, but, but if somebody said, Dan, do you think it's possible that there are some Christians meaning they've been converted, Jesus is living within them, the Holy Spirit is living within them. I think there are some Christians who just have that issue so wrong, and they support, you know, abortion, say, in the first trimester. I'd have to say, why, well, you know, it's hard for me to fathom how a Christian could, but I can't sit here and say, boy, I'm 100% sure. There's no way a person could be a Christian and support that. I would hope that... Every Christian does not support that, but do you see what I'm saying? Now, now, if you were to ask me a late-term abortion, it's very, very difficult for me to fathom how anyone could know Christ and then uh, turn around and, and support the taking of, of a life, you know, just prior to birth. But, but do you hear what I'm saying? There's some tension here. What, what's your thought on this? And maybe, you know, maybe I need to adjust my thinking a little bit on that. I, you know, um, you, you know, I mean, it, it's almost like I know sometimes we have to be careful. Well, a Christian would never do this. Well, what? Take the Lord's name in vain? Well, I mean, there have been Christians who have. A Christian would never do this. What? Commit adultery? Um, well, there have been Christians who have. I mean, I mean, look at look at King David, who was one of the Lord's people. So uh, that's why I want to be careful that I don't just say, oh, well, flat out, you know, Christians don't support abortion. But we know that there are some people who know the Lord and who, like all of us, they're a work in progress. And there still needs to be some clarity uh, in their hearts and in our hearts. I mean, well, what do you think, though, son? I'm, 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 I sense that this is a point maybe of where, where there's some tension. But, but what, what do you think? And again, I I'm, challenge me if, you, if you're hearing anything that, you know, maybe I need to adjust my thinking on, you know, and, and get it more in line with the Bible. But you kind of hear a little bit of what I'm wrestling with here. Well, what I, what I think it is... Um it's a twofold type of thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, 
anything that is anti-biblical is anti-God. And so, yeah. therefore, if you are supportive of a, an mm-hmm. ideology, an ideology, if you're supportive of a way of life, yes. if you're supportive and openly flaunting yes. it, because that's something you referred to on Sunday in church, if you're openly yes. flaunting this, no, yes. I don't think the Holy Spirit is in you. Now, he could be knocking yes. on your door, but I think yes. that's where Satan comes in and pushes him out, the Holy Spirit out, and says, I'm going to reside in here, and you've just mm-hmm. opened the door for me to live in here. Now, with that being said... A Christian can be a true Bible-believing Christian, and just like you said, they could uh, get caught up in a a relationship that leads to an unwanted child, and it leads to an abortion. Um, even though their belief is against it, Satan has warped that mind at that moment and has said this is it. And then, if I may follow that up with, I think Mm -hmm. the church and groups have really dropped the ball when it comes to those type mm-hmm. of situations because it's like this. Here's a problem. 16-year-old girl. Let's just use that for an example. And let's mm-hmm. forget, let's forget about the fact. Let's go 15. Because a 15-year-old girl, it's statutory rape in every state, and apparently nobody mm-hmm. cares about the, 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 the perpetrator of the statutory rape. All they care about is now yeah. whether we're going to terminate this child. Second, right. second of all, you walk into the church, what's going to happen? And I don't want to put all churches in this, but I'm talking just in generalities right. from my experience, from what I've seen spending a lifetime in the church. Right. Gossip is going right. to happen. Uh, people are going to talk bad yeah. about them. People are going to ostracize them for being that great sinner because they had sexual relationship yeah. outside of marriage and now has a baby. On and on and on. You walk into Planned Parenthood. I've got a problem. Planned Parenthood says, oh, we've got a solution. Taken care of, done. Go back on your way. Not even thinking about it. And that's what it comes down to. It comes down to the fact that, yes, if you are flaunting a lifestyle of sin, I don't think the Holy Spirit's in you, and I think Satan is ruling your life. Two, if you are a Christian, you can succumb to any of these things. Mm -hmm. You can succumb to homosexuality. You can succumb to uh, sex outside of marriage. You can succumb to Mm -hmm. um, all these things because we have a sinful nature and Satan is attacking us. He's roaring about trying to devour us like a lion, right? But then I think that we have to, as Christians, come alongside people and not be so judgmental from the fact that, you know, hey, it's going to be okay. There is another way, and we can help you and come alongside you. And it takes effort. It takes takes a lot of effort to do that from the the Christian church, the Bible-believing church, to come alongside someone in that capacity. Because a lot of times we don't want to invest our time in that. We don't want to invest our efforts into that because we got busy lives. And so mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's, it's a not a one-size-fits-all answer, but I do know right. that um, if you are promoting and flaunting a lifestyle mm-hmm. that is anti-biblical, I, Satan rules your life. If you're a Christian and mm-hmm. Jesus rules your life, but yet you fall into some of these things and you repent mm-hmm. of it, I think that mm-hmm. demonstrates the difference between the two. Because we are sinful, the Bible says we're sinful, nobody's perfect, and we're going to fall mm-hmm. because Satan is trying to attack us. And so we will succumb as human, earthly, sinful people to these yes. sins, whether it's, like you said, profanity, God's name in yes. vain, lying, cheating, stealing. I mean, name any commandment, right. and we're going to break it. Thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt not right. steal. Thou shalt not right. you know, covet. Let's talk about coveting. Mm-hmm. We covet all mm-hmm. kinds of things in this world. Um, yes. So we're going we're gonna to do that. Um, and I think that that's kind of the distinction in my mind is mm-hmm. that, you know, if you're going to openly flaunt this, and if I can give a quick example. So um, it was, I think it was 2020, uh, January of 2020 or something like that. I don't know, whatever. Anyways, we were all in lockdown. So social media was flying with, you know, arguments and all kinds of stuff. And I happened to post something about uh, abortion 
and I said something to the effect of that, you know, I don't forget what it was that, you know, abortion's wrong, whatever. And, mm-hmm. and, um, somebody that I went to high school with that at one time was a Christian, at least when we had some pretty serious conversations about Christianity, like during college and stuff, uh, challenged me on that. And apparently she had changed her mind and had said that abortion is okay. And so we do this back and forth. And of course, other people from high school and others chime in and now it becomes this toxic, toxic thing. So I cut it off. Mm-hmm. Next, mm-hmm. next time I post something, something different, might've been, you know, pandemic related, whatever. And, um, she jumps right back in and goes back to the abortion thing. Well, as it turned out, finally had to cut her off because her statement was, she's a social worker back east somewhere. Her statement was that in her, in her experience, it was better to abort a child than it was to bring them into a state of poverty. Like, let's say if it's the mm-hmm. black community, the Hispanic community, any, any right. community, really. And that was her statement. Right. Right. And so I just left right. it there. And somebody else chimed in and said, that's what you believe is that you're not talking health issues. You're not talking anything. Do you just think that poverty is a reason to kill somebody? And then someone else jumped on. And then I finally had to end it and block her because I was done with the the rhetoric of it. Um, But that's what I don't think you can sit there and be like promoting and something as, as like poverty. I mean, you know, yeah. I know you talk yeah. about rape and you talk about health issues and that's mm-hmm. hard. I couldn't even mm-hmm. imagine being in that situation, but you're just talking yes. poverty as a way to X a life. It's like, okay, right, I don't right. think that's the spirit of God is living in you despite what you profess. No, I'll I tell you something. I love, I love everything you said there. And I, and I, uh, I think it's, it's thoroughly biblical what you said. Um, I, I think you even referenced, uh, you know, one of the uh, scripture passages I, I was preaching on recently is, uh, where Paul writes, the one who sows to please the sinful nature from the nature will reap destruction, but the one who sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. And you use the word flaunt a number of times. I think that's a very good way of describing what the Bible is teaching there um, when you are promoting, when you are flaunting, when you are um, deliberately sowing seeds uh, in, in the direction of sin. Um, that is is a... Is, it really points to who you're being dominated by. You're, you're being dominated by yourself, by your old nature, you're being dominated by Satan, but there's no evidence there that, that Christ is present uh, or that you're sowing to please the spirit. And again, I really like son, how you, um, how you, you know, pointed out that yes, I mean, there are, there are Christians who in weakness, uh, in temptation, you know, g- you know, get into sin. Um, and I think about, you know, King David, for example, um, you know, King David, David never promoted adultery the way uh, there are people who promote abortion today. Now, he did commit adultery, and there were consequences to that. Thankfully, he confessed his sin, and he was forgiven. Um, he never uh, promoted, uh, you know, uh, murder, but he did He did commit it, essentially, by putting, um, you know, Bathsheba's uh, husband. When Uriah on the front line, so he would be killed, and and then David could have Bathsheba. But um, so those were you know horrible things. It's horrible. We're all guilty of sin. But you're talking about, I think, a very key distinction here, son. Um, kind of in response to kind of the question I posed a little bit ago, and 
I think that's an excellent way for us to wrap our minds around it. I mean, if somebody is flaunting sin and now come back to Newsom in the billboard, I mean, what else would we call that? Uh, it doesn't matter if it's wrapped up with a little religious bow, uh, you know, you, you, you little tie that on it. You know, well, we're supposed to love one another. Um, you talk about a misapplication of Scripture. I mean, look how many times the Pharisees misapplied the Old Testament Scriptures and Jesus pulled them out. You know, and that's what John MacArthur was doing. Uh, he was calling out um, some for that. And the other thing I would say is this. Um, Newsom and people like him, son, um, you know, it's one thing when they just stick in their lane, you know, when they stay in their in their lane as a politician. But but when they try to enter the lane of, of religion, of faith, of spirituality, I think that gives you know, the, the church and Christians and pastors, even more of an opportunity than maybe, not, not that we can't respond um, at other times, because we can respond whenever the Holy Spirit leads us to respond. But I'm just saying, I think Newsom really invited a, a response from Christians. And, you know, I mean, how many are there that would have been as bold and willing to kind of call his bluff as John MacArthur? Good for him. I mean, because, you know, son, if, if that goes left, um, you know, unchallenged, then what does that suggest? Um, you know, if, if if he's able to quote scripture, it's kind of like, you know, these, these um, you know, these churches that have promoted same-sex marriage and, and accepted that within their ranks. Um, if that goes unchallenged, then, then how are we making a, 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 a bold stand for the truth, a, a loving and compassionate stand? How are we promoting justice? Now, I know that those who promote abortion think they're promoting justice. Um, you know, they're pro-choice. Uh, they're pro-woman, uh, as though uh, people who are pro-life are not pro-woman. I mean, you know, half of those unborn babies are going to be women, okay? So there, there's nobody more, you know, uh, more pro-woman than a uh, pro-life person. Um, and, and, and when you're willing to, um, to sacrifice that child at the altar of, of convenience, um, you know, this is not a loving act. It is an evil act. Um, abortion doctors, or I, I should say abortion providers, uh, doctors, not, not an appropriate word for them, but an abortion provider, um, is I, I mean, son, and, and there's even been some, you know, a few I think who who have repented. Uh, you know, they 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 become quite well known when that happens. But um, imagine how many babies they've killed. Uh, it's just unthinkable. And and so they're going to stand before their creator one day, and it's not going to be pretty. And and so we come back full circle. Then, so what does that mean uh, about promoting abortion? Well, it would certainly seem as though someone who's going to promote abortion is promoting evil and promoting sin. Now, now, son, well, let's try to think about it, okay, for a second, just so we can understand. You know, I think Hillary Clinton, for example, um, I'm almost positive, you know, she would identify and does identify as a Christian. I'm almost positive of that, okay? So what are we then, as Christians who think she is dead wrong on this issue, um, are we... We, what, what, what can we say then about her Christianity? And I guess I, I'll throw in one other thing, though. Um, you've also got plenty of professing Christians who are promoting same-sex marriage. And the reason I want to lump those two things together is, you know, you and I and, and 
I, I think you know virtually all believers who 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 have a high view of scripture, which I mean, it came from God, so you better have a high view of scripture. You're going to be wrong, but I think anybody with a high view of scripture. Um, is going to look at abortion and same-sex marriage. I mean, they're sinful, plain and simple. Um, just like jealousy is sin and gossip is a sin and lust is a sin and lying is a sin and stealing is a sin, abortion is a sin. Same-sex unions are sinful unions. Um, it's not godly. Just like, you know, sex outside of marriage, fornication. Uh, it, it's just as sinful. Um, or a man and woman, uh, you know, living together, sleeping together, not being married. Um, that's far more prevalent than same-sex unions. So, so we, we, you know, if we're, we're going to call one out, we better call them all out. We better look at the whole context of sexuality. But, but what, you know, as, as Christians, when we see other people say, oh, I'm a Christian and I'm for same-sex marriage. I'm a Christian, like in Hillary Clinton's case, but I'm, I'm pro-choice. I'm for abortion. How how are we to even begin to wrap our mind around that? And and I, I suspect, you you know, son, I'm probably, you know, you, you will probably say here, and I will agree with you, it probably goes back to that flaunting thing again. I mean, if you're going to flaunt sin, that's not a good sign that the Holy Spirit is living within you. I'm guessing that's kind of what, 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 you would, what you're thinking on it. Yeah. And also I would add to that that Hillary Clinton was someone that said that we need to change our religious beliefs in order to uh, support abortion. Um, and so that was something that she came out with. I think she was uh, running for office or something that, you know, pro-lifers have to change religious beliefs uh, to accept abortion. It's like, see, and it goes back to that. Everybody today wants us to change our religious beliefs to fit the world instead of changing right. the world to fit the biblical beliefs. And again, mm -hmm. and that's why God's in control, because take someone like Hillary Clinton, for example. Okay, let's just say, mm -hmm. uh, for argument's mm -hmm. sake, because I don't know. I mean, I, I'm only concerned about myself, you know. I mean, in theory, right. you know, right. how many people have we seen be Christians, you know, prominent pastors, and then we're like, ooh, we don't right. know. But anyways. Right, okay, right, So right. let's just say she's a Christian, and let's just say yeah. that, you know, she follows the Bible, is one of these religious people that, I mean, uh, <laughs> political people actually reads the Bible instead of just carrying it around mm -hmm. for show. And let's say she's pro-abortion, okay? And she's, she's promoting it, promoting it, promoting it. Well, now that's something mm -hmm. that, you know, it's between her and God. And God's going to be the ultimate judge as to whether or not that's okay. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. but I think it's our job here on earth to call that out and be like, because here's the thing. We might not call it mm -hmm. out and might not change Hillary Clinton's mind or Gavin mm -hmm. Newsom's mind or somebody. But there's going to be right. other people out there. That are going to be like, okay, uh, is that okay to believe? Because these prominent politicians believe it. Whereas, let's say John MacArthur comes out and says that's wrong, then people might be like, oh, maybe that is wrong. You know, and that's what we need to challenge. We need to challenge that narrative yeah. to, because yeah. it's like, you know, we're going out and we're, pro we're promoting, you know, go out and, you know, spread the news, right? Be disciples, you know, go out and, and like the Great Commission, you know? And, um, and so I think that also includes not just the, you know, spreading of the gospel in a missionary yeah. or a pastor or a Sunday school teacher way. But I think it's also in the way we live our life, the way we treat others, in the basics of mm -hmm. kindness, in the basics of humanity, mm -hmm. in the basics of, you know, proper living, respect, stuff like that. And it's also then calling out people that might want to present one side because that one side is going to influence other people to then follow that wrong path. And it's, I think it's our job to kind of throw it out there and be like, Hey, you know what? That is wrong. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says yep. this and present that opposite 
argument, so to speak, so that then right. they can decide for themselves. Right. You, you know, Son, yes, I think that's, I think that's excellent. Um, you know, another thought right along in here that, that I have is I don't think I've ever heard anyone, politician, pastor, professing Christian, anyone, I don't think I've ever heard anyone, Son, who comes out the way Hillary Clinton does and say they're, 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 they're pro-abortion and, and even, um, even pro-late-term abortion as, as just barbaric as that is, okay? Um, and, 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 well, hey, I'm a Christian, but I'm pro-choice, okay? Okay, so they say that, okay, God knows their heart. But then here, here's the thing I've never seen, Son, and maybe you have, I'd be curious, or maybe somebody who listens to this podcast has, let, let us know. I mean, I'd love to have us talk about that example on the podcast, but here's where, I, here's where I'm going. I don't think I've ever heard anyone who would do that, like Hillary Clinton, who then turns around and virtually spends any time um, talking about what Jesus and the apostles went out to proclaim it as the gospel. Um, I, I, I don't know of any um, mainline denomination, including the largest Lutheran denomination in America, the ELCA, that is, you know, essentially, you know, pro-abortion and, and pro-same-sex marriage. Um, I don't know any mainline denomination that that seems to, to do that. And then they also seem to have a handle on what Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Instead, when people are in darkness on abortion and in darkness on marriage, they also, by their own testimony, son, they're in darkness on the exclusivity of the gospel. Um, they don't believe the gospel is the only way. They believe that the road is wide to heaven and narrow to hell, just the opposite of what Jesus said. And so where, where I'm going with that is, um, if the Holy Spirit was leading a professing Christian to be pro-abortion, and or pro same sex marriage. My question is where are these professing Christians who endorse those ideas, but who also are very, very pro gospel. What I mean by that is not just the social gospel of some color, not just being involved in humanitarian works. I mean, Habitat for Humanity and things like this, you know, um, giving to, um, you know, the Red Cross, you know, giving to the homeless shelters. Those are all noble things to do. Okay. But what I'm, what, what I'm asking is do you have anyone that got excited about what the apostle Paul was excited about? What, what, what Jesus gave his life for, um, for salvation, which the Bible says that the apostles, when they were filled with the Holy spirit in acts four twelve, said salvation is found in no one else. So there's no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. And, and, and what does actually happen? And I mentioned the ELCA, there are other mainline denominations we could mention, um, both within, you know, the Methodist church, Presbyterian church, um, and others, of course, you have got, you have got those churches that when they go dark, on abortion. I mean, they just don't get it. I mean, their health plans uh, pay for abortions of people within their denomination. Um, they, 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 they pretty much line up with the, the position of the Democratic Party on it, you know, which is an anti-baby uh, position, um, a pro-death position. You know, um, when they line up with that, um, you don't ever find, to my knowledge, and again, I, I'm, I'm open to correction. If somebody could send us an example, I mean, well, or if somebody wants to, sometimes, Son, uh, if somebody listens to this podcast and say, hey, I would like to talk with Son and Dan 
on a podcast and challenge that point of view. We would have a very friendly discussion with you, my friend. If you know of someone like that and, and you want to you wanna stand up for that denomination or that politician or that, that particular Christian or, or professing Christian anyway, and, and you say, yeah, no, no, they're, they're very excited about the gospel. And they're very excited about reaching people and keeping them out of hell. And they believe Jesus' words that the road to hell is wide and the road to heaven is narrow. They believe that. They believe the only way is through the blood of Jesus and the cross of Jesus. And oh, by the way, they're also pro-abortion and pro-same-sex marriage. I've yet to ever, ever hear of one of those people, son. Not one. Um, so, I may, it doesn't mean I've heard of all the people in the world. There, there might be one. I maybe just haven't heard of them. But, but I, I suspect, son, no one is going to be able to provide that because I don't think they exist. I don't think they exist in denominations. I don't think they exist in churches. I don't think they exist in individual hearts. When you go dark on abortion and same-sex marriage, it's not that those are bigger sins. Those are just ones that Satan is is is, is pushing people into the darkness on to um, to promote those things, as you said earlier, son, to flaunt those things. And, and if you think the Holy Spirit is going to put a fire in you for souls to be lost from hell and from sin and, and to promote the gospel message that we're saved by grace through faith. Not, not we're one of many religions, not every moral person who tries to do good is going to heaven. That's what the mainline denominations have, have gone to sign universalism. Uh, and when I say mainline, I don't mean all of them. Okay. I just mean those that have, have caved on these other uh, issues because there are mainline denominations still that hold to the Bible. Okay. Um, within Lutheran, Methodist and Presbyterian, you've still got, you know, different groups, individual churches, uh, particular denominations, um, you know, they, they, they do that. Um, I mean, the church I pastor, you know, would be one of those, you know, uh, you know, as, as, as a, a congregation that's part of the LCMC, Lutheran Congregations and Mission for Christ, an association of Bible-believing, you know, of congregations. But you do have that. But you also have... Um, you also have those that have gone dark. So that's just kind of, did you hear what I'm saying, son? Wouldn't that be interesting if, if, if somebody thinks they have an example of that, I say, bring it, Yeah, I'm, you know, cause we've talked today about Newsom. We've talked about Hillary Clinton. If you think, you know, a politician who lines up with Newsom and Hillary Clinton on abortion and same sex marriage. Oh, but by the way, they're very evangelistic. They really believe the gospel. They really promote the gospel. Well, I don't hear Hillary Clinton or Kevin Newsom promoting the gospel. I hear him promoting their gospel. You know, but they seem farmers in, in babies, you know, not not surviving the womb if the mother decides that's what she wants, then then in promoting the true gospel that Paul did. I mean, am I am I all wet on this side or is, is that is that resonating at all? Does that seem to make some sense? No, it makes sense because I would bring it back to the Great Commission in Matthew 28. Uh, Jesus says, you know, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I'm mm-hmm. with you through the end of the age. Okay, Jesus never taught anything that would lead somebody to hell. And if you're, right. if you're preaching an ideology that leads somebody astray, then I think that's problematic. Um, right, right. In, in my opinion, I think that's problematic because everything that we're commanded to do is supposed to mm-hmm. lead everybody back to the cross, back to Jesus. Okay. Right. Everything that we're supposed to do is supposed to be a representation of Jesus and trying to get, you know, people to see that, you know, Jesus is the way to go. He is the way, the truth and the life. And that no man does go mm-hmm. to the father, but through him. And so if we're doing mm-hmm. anything to, um, to change that or to alter that or to like deflect from that, 
I think that's where we got to check ourselves. So if we're out there saying, yes, abortion as a way of life or LGBT, let's use that because abortion could be abortion really isn't a lifestyle. But let's say LGBT is a lifestyle and that's a lifestyle that, you know, the Bible talks specifically about as being abhorrent. And um, and so if you're out there promoting that, you're promoting a lifestyle that's going to lead somebody or let's just take forget that. Let's just talk about sexual promiscuity. You know, um, you're talking about a lifestyle that is going to lead somebody to eternal damnation. And I don't think that that yeah. is, I don't, I'm, so I don't see how you can have that. I don't see how you can have a true belief. And again, it goes back to God's being the judge. And if you, I mean, if I went into a trial and I was accused of something, I would mm-hmm. want to bring all the evidence in the world to show that I didn't do it. I wouldn't want right, to leave it up right. to the jury. I wouldn't want to leave it up to the judge. So yeah. I'm going to bring all the evidence. So if I'm going to stand before God and I've got plenty of things that I'm guilty of, but the one thing I don't want to be guilty of is having uh, or leading others astray. So like in my life, if I've ever decided that I want to do anything that was sinful or against the Bible, I was going to do it by myself. I wasn't going to go with friends and bring them along with me, whatever it is. I wasn't going to do that because I didn't want to bring anybody along to something that I was going to do that was anti-Bible, anti-God, that would then lead them astray. If I'm going to go astray, right. I'm going solo. And that's a firm belief that I have that I've always tried to carry. If I'm going to do something yeah. anti-Bible by choice, um, just because I want to, whatever it might be, I'm not bringing somebody with me. I'm doing it alone. And so I think that yeah. um, that's kind of the idea in my mindset is that if we're doing something that's going to lead somebody astray, I mean, right. I, th- I think that's something that I wouldn't want to personally stand before God when he's sitting there and, and he's going to judge me and, and, and I'm going to have to be accounted. And I want to bring something up real quick because this is what I think it comes back to, um, which is mm-hmm. kind of what I'm talking about, is uh, MacArthur's, in, in his open letter, he says, my concern is that your own soul lives in grave eternal peril. Each one of us will give an account of himself to God. One day, not very long from now, you will face the reality Nothing is more certain. It is appointed for men to die once, and then comes judgment. And then we're going to stand in the presence of the holy God that created us, and he's going to judge us for our actions. And so if I'm going to stand before God and I have to account for everything, the last thing I want to account for is leading somebody else astray. You know, I'll sit there and I'll count for myself because sometimes I purposely disobeyed God. And sometimes yeah, it was yeah. on purpose in my sinful nature. I'm like, you know, I just don't feel like doing that today, so I'm going to go do this. Um, right. Other times it's unintentional. I'm driving down the freeway, someone cuts me off, and off goes a profanity-laced tirade towards somebody. But, again, mm-hmm. I don't want to lead somebody astray. So if I think, for me, when I wrap my, my mind around it, it's like if you're promoting something that's anti-Bible, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a lifestyle, it's, a, it's, a, it's an okay to do this, right. with no repentance of that, Mm-hmm. then a, I think the Holy spirit is not in you because the Holy spirit would not allow for that because the Holy spirit's the one that lets us know, I think what's right and wrong that oh, what we should be yeah. doing is right. And what we should be doing wrong. So if we have no guilt of, I don't want to use guilt, but if we have no uh, awareness of what we're doing is something wrong, because I know when I do something wrong, right. I'm like, Ooh, I shouldn't really be doing this, but I'm gonna do it anyways. But I didn't know I shouldn't, you know, there's that, that battle, right. Uh, with people yeah. that don't have that in them, I don't think the Holy Spirit is in them, in my opinion, because how can you have that and have the Holy Spirit? You can't serve two masters. And so if I'm leading right. somebody astray, 
for me, that's going to be how I'm not going to judge somebody, but I'm going to look at somebody and wonder if they truly are a believer. Because why? If you truly believed and you truly believe there was eternal paradise and there was eternal damnation, why would you want to do something or say something that would allow somebody to believe an ideology or lifestyle that's going to lead you to eternal damnation? Well, that, that's exactly right, Son. And, uh, you know, we're told in Scripture that, you know, uh, you know, that people will be known by their by their fruit. And, um, and, and this is why, um, you, you know, we, we do address these issues and why we do address, uh, you know, abortion and same sex marriage and, um, and, and, you know, any moral issue that is something in society, uh, that is, is, is taking place because, um, you know, man is sinful and, uh, man's heart is prone to go that direction. And when you hear people, to go back to your word from earlier in the podcast, you know, when you're flaunting sin of any kind, I mean, you know, son, we're not saying that flaunting abortion and flaunting same-sex marriage is like worse than flaunting fornication. No, they're, they're, they, you know, it's all sinful or worse than flaunting adultery. I mean, look, look at some of these. What, what was that? Um, what was that website? It's probably still around, son, where they, you know, they were just promoting, openly promoting adultery. And you could go to the website and, and, and you could, uh, I don't know if you remember, I don't remember the name of that, but it, it, it's probably still around. I mean, that is just as sinful as the promotion of same-sex marriage or, you know, uh, homosexual behavior. Uh, that, that, that's just as sinful. Um, you know, we, we, we live in a culture, it's kind of a hookup culture, uh, you know, that it, it's okay to, to have sex before marriage. Um, you know, we would be wrong if we said, well, the, you know, the, the Bible says that that's not as big of a sin as, you know, uh, same-sex marriage or abortion. No, I mean, these are all sins. You know, the Bible says... Um, that all other sins a man commits are outside his body, but he who sins sexually sins against his own body. That, isn't just a, that does not just apply to homosexual behavior. It applies to fornication. It applies to adultery. Um, you know, all other sins a man commits are outside his body. When the Bible says keep the marriage bed pure, it doesn't mean, oh, oh just don't engage in homosexual behavior. No, don't engage in fornication. Don't engage in adultery. Um, these are all sinful. So, you know, if it wasn't for the facts on that, you have people out there, sometimes even, you know, professing Christians out there, you know, uh, promoting a particular type of sexual sin, then we would not feel the need to address it. You know, if there were more people today, son, who were promoting what many have said is kind of coming down the pike. And, 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 and that is, you know, if they're really just being more open in promoting, uh, sex between, let's say, adult men and minor boys, you know, young boys. If, if that, I mean, I, you know, there are some radicals who seem to, to, uh, to promote that even already today, but they get, they get shot down pretty quickly because again, it, there, there are laws and rightly so that, that are against that. Um, we know God's law is firmly against that, but, um, 
if, if that were something, let's just say something, just like the laws changed with abortion, the laws changed with gay marriage. So the law is going to change on, you know, kind of the, uh, the man boy love thing that some people want to push. Well, let's say they do. Well, then you're going to hear a lot more about that from people who are being led by the Holy Spirit, just like you've heard a lot from people being led by the Holy Spirit on abortion, on same-sex marriage, because these are major violations against uh, God's creation of life and God's institution of marriage. And these are offensive. As you said earlier, son, they're evil. And, you know, I, I think, you know, most of us as Christians, we're just do not talk much about those things. We would far prefer to have a society where those things aren't being promoted, where we don't really have to address them very often. We would just kind of address them, you know, almost maybe rarely, or certainly just whenever they come up uh, in the context of a Bible passage. But but because they are being promoted so heavily and pushed so heavily, pro-choice, 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 um, you know, same-sex union, same-sex union. I mean, because this is the battle cry of so many in the culture, um, you know what? What happened in Germany when uh, too few Christians spoke up against what Hitler was doing? What happened there when there weren't enough Christians to take a stand for uh, Jewish people? And, and, and so, again, we'll go full circle to where we started today, son, where you started us off here with MacArthur's quote and, and his actions. Um, you know what? He's setting a good example. Uh, he's setting the same kind of example that uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the, the Lutheran minister uh, in Germany, set by by working against uh, what Hitler was doing and trying to rescue Jewish people. Um, just like you've got Christians today trying to, um, you know, prayerfully and through their through their efforts, trying to get laws uh, changed that will protect the unborn. And 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 as you said, we, we we've seen that happen in a major way with the Supreme Court. Now you've got you know the individual battles in different states going on. I, I tell you, son, I'm I'm quite shocked that there have been so many people, apparently by some of the polls, that seem to want to have abortion. Still in, in in America, you know, it seemed like the tide was turning. They talk about, you know, among millennials, how uh, so many are pro-life. But I was quite shocked that there still is such an entrenched um, view that we need to keep abortion available for this and that and this and that and and convenience this, convenience that. Um, so that that surprised me. I think it surprised many people. Um, but we just keep praying that, uh, that, that, that as a matter of justice, that unborn children be protected by the laws, that they be protected. I mean, Hey, if somebody doesn't want to raise the child, there are so many people wanting to adopt so many people wanting to adopt. So, um, you know, we just, we just keep praying and, and we, we, we realize as well, son, that, that, you know, we, we live in a fallen world. This is not heaven far from it. And and we know that because you've got uh, a governor of a major state in America who's putting Bible verses on billboards uh, to promote the killing of the unborn. So um, there's a lot of work to do, a lot of prayers to pray, a lot of babies to try to save. And um, 
I heard somebody say here in the last week or so that uh, I believe the number one killer of of um, of black people in New York City is abortion. And and so this was a black individual who said that. But, um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of need out there, son, for for people to learn the truth uh, about God's plan for life, God's plan for marriage. And most of all, God's plan for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ, because without that, um, you know, a person will be lost forever in hell. And God wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. And so I would just simply say this one last thing, son. If anybody's listening to this, you're not sure you're saved, I would say, my friend, how about this seven-word prayer right now to the Lord? Just call on the Lord. Say, wash me, Jesus, with your precious blood. Wash me, Jesus, with your precious blood. And, uh, and you'll, be, you'll be so glad you did. You know, the um, University of uh, Michigan football coach, Jim Harbaugh, I'm not a fan, not a fan of the uh, program, but when this whole debate came out, he uh, stood up and he said, I believe in having the courage to let the unborn be born. I love life. And he goes on and he basically said that if anybody on his team got in a situation like that, he would hope they'd come to him first because he'd be right there ready to help them as much as he could. Um, you know, when he can. and so I think it, so that earns brownie points, bonus points. Yeah, so if they beat Ohio State, I'm great with that. Um, but, no, the point, the, <laughs> point, the point is is that, you know, it takes things like that. You know, not everybody has the financial resources to do something. Not everybody mm-hmm. has the ability to do something um, because of yeah, their living situation right. whatever. But we all have the ability to pray. We all have the ability to, you know, be there as a sounding board, you know, advice, um, whatever, you know, just an ear to talk to. Um, you know, so we can all do something. And like, for me, I've come to the resolution that, you know what, if someone came to me and said, Hey, you know, can you give me a ride to the clinic? I'd be like, no, I can't do that, but I'll be waiting there for you if that's your decision. So that when you come out, I'll be there for you. That's the type of thing that I approach it to anyways. Yes. I know. I think that's, I think that's a great point, son, because, and, and I'm so glad you made that point, son, because, um, even as we address abortion in this podcast today, um, we are addressing it so that people will um, hopefully not go through with that. But what we're not saying is that if you have gone through with that, somehow, you know, you're on God's, uh, you know, um, list where you're not, you, you, you're not eligible to come to God. And, and, uh, you know, you have a scarlet letter, you know, I mean, so, you know, God invites all to come to him, but, but what, what, what we want people to know is that it, it's very dangerous to flaunt sin, to pursue sin, to pursue abortion, to pursue same-sex marriage, to pursue homosexual behavior, adultery, fornication, lying, gossip, lust, stealing. I mean, all of these things, because they're harmful to man's soul, and they make it much harder for man then to have a relationship with God. I mean, if you're going to flaunt sin, pursue sin, chase after sin, you know, it was like a young woman one time, son, that said, um, I used to be a sinner running after sin, but then I got saved, and now I'm a sinner running away from sin. And that kind of sums up what we've been talking about today, the difference between flaunting it and trying to say no to it, trying to resist it. And and Jesus helps 
those who call upon him, who trust him, uh, and who follow him. So uh, we have a wonderful Savior, Son. We have a glorious inheritance waiting for us in heaven. And we want to reach as many people as we can, including those unborn babies. We want to reach them. We want them to have life. We want them to have eternal life with the Lord, who is the way, the truth, and the life. So uh, it, it's a, it, in some ways, it's a very, um, uh, oh, kind of just a dangerous time uh, to be alive, but it's also a very exciting time because of the opportunities we have to spread the gospel and, and just to share the truth of God's word with others. Dan Dozell with us, as always. Dan, we appreciate it. We thank you for your time, your insight, and we look forward to uh, many more conversations, God willing. Well, I, I look forward to that as well, and thank you so much, Son, for, for tackling such an important topic, as always. This is Sanctified Reason. Sanctified Reason, a podcast sitting at the crossroads of faith and pop culture. Dan Dozell and myself, Son Edom, talking about the traditions and norms of a modern society dictated to us by the powerful influences of celebrities, music, movies, and especially social media. Check out our website, RadioWarp.com. That's Radio W-A-R-P, RadioWarp.com. Click on the Sanctified Reason logo, and all of our shows will pop up. You can also subscribe to our account uh, on Podbean, which it takes you to, and then you can get notified when new episodes drop, and you could uh, never miss an episode. If you'd like to spread the word about the podcast, we truly appreciate that. You can just send them to RadioWarp.com as a place to go, but you can also listen to the podcast pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. And so, again, for those of you listening, hey, thanks for listening. Do tell a friend, and until next time, God bless.